0: WKNC, Raleigh, this is DJ DiGiorno, and I'm joined here live in the studio with Cokeweed, um, and they're about to perform uh, Magpie off their album last year, and uh, so here it is, live, stripped down, in the studio. you can see Raleigh that was cookweed live in the studio with the song magpie that was beautiful guys oh, thank
1: you thank you
0: and uh cookweeds playing tonight at Chapel Hill um at the cave at 10 pm and uh so welcome guys thanks for stopping by before the show tonight
2: thanks for having us Michael
0: and uh how are you guys doing tonight
1: great
2: yeah we're like halfway through our tour and we're a little tired but I don't think it's anything serious
1: we're in pretty good spirits overall
0: yeah that's great. Um, so when did this tour start for you guys?
2: Um, well, it we've been bouncing around a bit. We've just been on the road for over a week now. But before that, we
0: were in and around New York for a week for the College Music Journal Week. Right. Yeah. Did Did you guys enjoy that? Because I know a lot of bands are kind of like on the border about it. Because it is a lot of shows, a lot of jumping back and forth to different things, and not necessarily. The, the longest sets or the most amount of time to set up.
2: Yeah, overall, we enjoyed it a lot. There were a few events that were really corporate and we felt a bit fish out of water. But then we had some uh, shows that, you know, just, you know, with really cool bands and awesome crowds and stuff. So it, it was great overall.
0: That's that's awesome. Um, was this your first time playing CMJ? It was, yeah. Okay, were there any other cool bands that you found out there, found out about?
2: Yeah, um, we, uh, Teen,
0: do you know them? Uh, I, I don't believe so. It man. was
2: the girl from um, Here We Go Magic. She went okay, solo, okay. And, and it's her and her th- two sisters. And then um, a, a band that never leaves Brooklyn that's totally awesome called Prince Rupert's Drop, who are on a label called beyond beyond is a beyond. And we're doing a little work with that label. And then, and another band on that label was called the Velcro Lewis band, which was like total psychedelic soul, like Funkadelic or Sly and the Family Stone. And that was a really exciting show. So I think those were our top three. We didn't get to see like Joanna gruesome or, or. Oh yeah. Courtney those guys Barnett. Are yeah. Um, and and that's some stuff that you know we wish we had had time to to check out, but you know you can't do everything.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that that's great. Um. So before we talk about your music a little bit, uh, I want to talk about your name for a second. <laughs> it's it's kind of strange. How'd you guys come up with that? <laughs> uh, a lot
2: of thought went into it. A lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the opposite. Uh. And Nina and I had been singing, and, and uh, we were. It was Nina's idea to have like a real rock and roll band, and we were in Bar Harbor. And I was like, "Are you crazy? We can't get a band together up here." And, um, but we did. And so the first day there was full band practice. Uh, I had been thinking about coke weed, like if you would were to sprinkle cocaine on a marijuana joint, and like how like goofy that would be like a, you know, like stupidly partying. But then I also kind of like half of me thought it was kind of badass like in a Cheech and Chong way. So, um, I blurted it out at our first full band practice. And, uh, the guys were like, yeah, that's the name. And, uh, Nina wasn't really sure, but (laughs) we kind of edged her out. And that was over three years ago. And now we're just stuck with the name. Uh, one reviewer said it it wasn't exactly the most clever band name and like I teared up a little because that was the <laughs> nicest thing anybody had ever said about the name
0: yeah yeah what, what are the reactions <laughs> been to it does does it make it difficult to get bookings with that name or, or it, easier? Get, it,
2: it makes the only it, there's like a medical marijuana farm in New York like high times. Anybody who's associated with, like, marijuana, like, legitimate marijuana business doesn't want us near them because of the Coke reference, which is, like, not something we're into. But otherwise, we're fine. Like, people hate it, and we get a lot of grief, like, from main DJs or whatever. But then, like, David Dye at the World Cafe, you know, he featured us, and he didn't say anything about the name. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know... True fans don't really care, and um it's just uh busybodies
0: who might have a problem with it, okay, okay, well, I'm curious, how long did it take for it to come up in a google search as as your band is the first thing when you type in Cokeweed like two days?
2: our drummer Pete here is a a computer programmer and and he got
0: Google in line like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright. So, um, for someone who hasn't heard your music, uh, how, how would you describe it? Well, you know, we're often identified with uh,
2: current psych bands, which, you know, we're fine with that association because we're a fan of a lot of those bands. And then, you know, we get... Uh, this was kind of unexpected that, you know, people see us as like alt-rock 90s revivalists and... I guess that is a current, but it's not like a direct influence. Um, but, you know, I think it's all about like good songwriting with with good rough rock and roll edges. Um, and then, you know, people are free to associate around it. But I feel good about, you know, being a little hard to pin down because it gives us more freedom to do what, what we want to do,
0: you know, next time out. Mm hmm. Definitely. Um, so, would you guys like to play another song for us? Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what song is this going to be? Um,
2: we'll play the uh, the last single from Back to Soft, which was called. It's called Manchester.
0: Manchester. Do you want to uh, preface that at all for us?
2: Sure. I mean, it's a song. It's a little different from the. It's the last song on Back to Soft, and it's got kind of a more straightforward feel. And it's about Manchester, New Hampshire, which is a, a depressing town. So the metaphor is kind of like a comedown from the rest of the high that is the rest of the album
0: before the song. All right. All right. Well, here it is. Uh, Manchester being played by Cokeweed live in the studio. knc raleigh that was Cokeweed live in the studio with the song manchester off their new album back to soft and they're playing tonight at the cave in chapel hill at 10 with flash car uh thanks guys for performing that song it was beautiful oh thanks thank um, you yeah. so you, you guys mentioned that that was about a a town in new hampshire yeah. um and you guys are from maine correct
2: we're from maine yeah
0: Right, so has has that atmosphere up there kind of had an influence on your sound, or just living there?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I mean,
2: there, you know, we're kind of in a vacuum, and well, we've had the opportunity to work with a few cool, like, heavy local musicians that have taught us a lot, like our friend Micah Blue smalldown But otherwise, it's kind of like working in a vacuum, and and the best part about it is that there aren't that many distractions. I mean, we can keep a really steady work schedule and uh you know i think that shows with our release schedule you know we record a lot and write a lot so um it's a good place to get work done because there's not much going on especially where we live we live on mount desert island which is three hours northeast drive of portland which is really like the cultural center of maine and kind of the most happening place in the state so we're really isolated in a way
0: okay okay well what would you say are some of your other influences on your sound nina do you want to talk about your vocal influences
1: um sure yeah i mean uh personally i have influences in a lot of 60s and 70s musicians um some of them are kind of obvious maybe like jane birkin and francois hardy um but also like i count jim morrison as a huge vocal influence so it's kind of and, and also like brian ferry so it's kind of all over from
2: roxy music right yeah and then you know We have really boring influences as a songwriter, you know, like the Stones are a huge influence and um, some of the Jefferson Airplane. And of course, you know, the Velvet Underground, the joke would be when we first started, we were going to claim to have never heard a Velvet Underground (laughs) record. (laughs) But uh, maybe that's in poor taste. R.I.P. Lou Reed. So, yeah. Um, you know of course uh, the band really um, and not just Lou Reed I think the playing of Mo Tucker and Sterling Morrison have figured in hugely with our sound so like the real like the three most boring things the Stones and the Velvet Underground and the Jefferson Airplane so I wish I could say like Washed Out or you know, Run DMC
0: yeah well, well it seems to work <laughs> So, I, I, we love your album here. Um, Thanks a lot. Not a problem. Uh, so, how does the writing process work for you guys? Uh, you mentioned it earlier. You guys are basically constantly writing. You released an album last year and another one this year. Um, so, yeah, how does that work? We have an EP
2: in the can that we're hoping to get out around, you know, by South by Southwest time. Um, I write the songs. I write the lyrics and the melodies and the harmonies. And I try to, you know get some good ideas about grooves and, you know, riffs and stuff. But basically it's like, once a song has chords, melody, and lyrics, it's when I take it to the band and then, you know, everybody puts their imprint on it through arranging their own parts. And at that point it becomes very much a band effort. So I, I, I really, it's originates with me coming up with the basics and then the band making it, you know, our own sound. It's it's a really, again, another boring thing. Like I write a melody first and then chords and then lyrics come last. It's probably like how Elton John and Bernie Topin write. You
0: know, it's not
2: not very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, how, how does the recording process work? Uh, do you guys get a studio or how, how do you do that? What space do you use for that? Um, we're always DIY. We're
2: always, you know, uh, between the, the other guys in the band, Zach, Pete, and Caleb. Um, we have a lot of recording gear and, uh, we've, um, all, we've recorded all our own stuff and we kind of bump it up every year. Um, uh, we are in the process of moving our studio from a flower farm to downtown Bar Harbor and, The only fancy stuff that happens is once we've recorded everything, um, we get it mixed by a guy in Brooklyn and then mastered in Chicago. And that, you know, puts the final production on it so that it sounds viable to be
0: played on the radio. (laughs) Okay, okay. So you guys have uh self-released um, all of your albums. Uh, is there a particular reason for that? Um <laughs> Just Well, I mean, we get, you know, we
2: don't we talk, you know, had conversations with numerous labels and you know, we we have a lot of stuff that we already need so you know we're open to working with labels but the, the more we plug away we you know it kind of becomes less of a concern you know we have booking good booking good publicity and now we have international distribution so uh, you know w- that's just been out of necessity because we're in bar harbor maine and and people don't really scout bands up there um but like I said, we're open to working with the right label if it were a good fit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you guys have seemed to have done well for yourself. This album uh, charted on CMJ, and yeah, we charted it here. Um, it, it seems to do really well. It got some great reviews. Yeah,
2: we're really happy with the overall response. It's been super.
0: Mm-hmm. So, has have you? Would you guys say that your sound has changed um, from the first album to this one?
2: Yeah, it's been, you know, like, a definitely, um, in Fidelity, there's always a bump up from year to year, but, you know, uh, when I lived in New York for a bunch of years and did music there, and, and when I moved to Maine, I was kind of working on acoustic-based, like, folk song-based music and brought Nina in, and so when we began the band, there were still, like, vestiges of folk rock and... When it became an electric band, you know, then it was, you know, kind of like we had influences like the birds. So there were still like folky, folk rock influences. And um, then we just started playing out a lot, you know, all over the place and got more comfortable, like, you know, getting an audience hyped and playing louder and faster. And then, you know, and that kind of, you know, we started exploring heavier guitar textures etc so uh, you know I think right now we're probably continuing in the rockist camp like you know we have a lot of fun with that stuff but uh, it should be an interesting winter because we're going to start working on a whole new set of stuff so we don't really know how that's going to sound yet
0: okay so the EP that you mentioned earlier is that is that all recorded yeah, that's recorded and mastered,
2: and that that's four songs that are outtakes from the Back to Soft sessions.
0: Okay, okay, so the songs you'll be going into for this winter are, are completely new ones. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, you know, I have a lot written, but
2: we haven't worked on much as a band yet. All right, well, we definitely look forward to hearing that. Hey, thanks. I We're, we're really excited, so I, I hope it, you know... Usually, when we put our heads together, we come up with something that we all like, so it, it should be a, a positive winter.
0: All right. Well, uh, would you guys like to play another song for us here? Sure. Sure. Uh, what's the song? Um, Because we're in the
2: stripped-down format, we're going to play um, another song from 2012's Nice Dreams, which was our second album, and this is a, a slow jam called Gangland.
0: All right, well, here it is, Cokeweed Live in the studio. They're playing tonight at the cave in Chapel Hill, and here they are.
1: your feet
0: see Raleigh that was Cokeweed live in the studio and they were playing tonight at the cave in Chapel Hill at 10 with Flashcar thank you guys so much for stopping by it was great hey
2: thanks we've thank had you. a lot of
0: fun it's nice to play this mellow sometimes yeah yeah well it's beautiful Um, so you guys uh, mentioned that you may have something coming out on Paste here soon
2: yeah <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say oh. that no oh, apologize. Is it? A, we don't know we've been waiting all morning yeah all right. Well, yeah, it's an, it's an, a a new single. It's uh something we recently wrote and recorded and um it's won't be on any releases, so it's just for tour for paste. Um, <laughs> I hope people like it. It's
0: a little different. It's pretty poppy, so All right. Well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Um, So if I were to go well, I was pretty amazed earlier you guys the five of you cram into a little minivan with all your gear and get around the country is pretty amazing
2: Yeah, we we bought well before we bought it. We we took one home and made sure everything would fit So
0: yeah, yeah So yeah, if I were to go in there, what what CD would be in the car right now? Or how how do you guys listen to music or decide on music (laughs) on the road? It's all over the place. Usually the person in the passenger
2: seat navigates and controls the music. So, and then, you know, we try to make it easy on the driver. Um, But, like, at night, I like to drive at night. I'm the night driver because I don't drink. So I like to listen to like Boards of Canada and early Aphex Twin because it's, like, I feel like I'm in Blade Runner or something. (laughs) And just now we were listening to Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. So it's really all over the place. Um,
1: we also have a booklet of CDs. Yeah,
2: yeah that... we're rocking old CDs. <laughs> yeah, We have a Spaceman 3 CD that we play a lot. Um, Bright Black Morning Light, their first album on Matador with the good drummer. Um, so... It's just all, you know, and there's also, like, four iPods floating around, so it's
0: eclectic. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, if you guys could collaborate with anyone, who who would you choose?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> what did we come up with last time? The Beatles? <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong there. Um, I don't know. Uh... You know, there's a lot of great like producers out there. Um, I really like Neil Haggerty's work on the Last Psychic Ills record. Um, we like Richard Swift's production a lot. Uh, he's an uh, East Coast guy who's sort of in the shins, but <laughs> don't hold that against him. West um, what? West Coast. Huh? I, I mean, a West Coast guy. Yeah, what am I talking about? But there, you know, we, we meet people all the time, um, you know, um, I, I'd still be, you know, it'd be fun to do work with other guys in the Walkman who we're friends with, and I don't know, I, I it, it's always, I mean, that's kind of the best part about what we're doing right now is just, you know, you meet people and then they keep, you know, you keep seeing them on the road and then before you know it, you have a million friends, so. Hopefully it would be fun to work with an outside producer because we were very cloistered on on back to soft. So if anyone's listening,
0: (laughs) if anyone at all is listening, yeah, Yeah.
2: even a a UNC Raleigh student with a digital eight track. (laughs) We
0: want to collaborate. All right. Well, I'll I'll be sure to get them in contact (laughs) with you. Um, so so this is a question that we like to ask uh, all the artists that come in. And it can be pretty divisive because different, uh, different members of the band will come up with different ideas. Um, but if you guys would describe your sound as a room, uh, what w- what would be in that room? What would it look like? What, what would the room be?
2: <laughs> wow. It's so hard to divorce because we practice in a living room. <laughs> That's filled with, you know, a lot of curios and tchotchkes and odds and ends from things that Nina and I collect. So, it's kind of like a faux Moroccan bohemian vibe with, you know... A lot of decorative tassels. A lot of tassels and printed fabrics and, like, paisley pillows. Lots of throw pillows, so it's pretty chilled out um we have a couple thousand records (laughs) so i think that is really you know it's the the band is really so attached to that room so we already kind of have a pre-made
0: answer to that question yeah well i guess that was the quickest i've had someone come up with that that was very on point Um, so you guys, you're you're talking about the new album that you're working on, uh, this winter. Is there anything else you guys have coming down the pipeline? No, the new single, and hopefully we'll get the EP out in front of, uh, South by
2: Southwest so that people still talk about us. Um, and no, I mean, oh, we're going to be in a movie, right? A feature film by a filmmaker that did the video for Magpie. It's her first feature and it's a horror movie. And we're a band at a party in the movie. We play ourselves. Yeah, and that's called The Strange Eyes of Dr. Mize, directed by Nancy Andrews. So that's coming out maybe early 2014. Yeah, early 2014. Okay,
0: so is your music going to be used in the film?
2: Yeah, we're going to have at least one of our own tracks, and then we did a cover of this crazy old song called the Hucklebuck, which we didn't really like but we found a chubby checker version and and so we did a demo and we sent it to nancy and she's like this is way too slow because that's like the joke or you know the thing that people don't like is that we play slow um but that you know the snare drum wouldn't sound right if we played faster uh, i guess is what i heard so um <laughs> uh, so we 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 got it together and we really played that one fast and then we had to do like thirty takes of it playing really fast and I actually like I think I tore a rotator cuff because like I was rocking out I, I was like okay this will be easy to do like six times but I wasn't expecting thirty takes but um so yeah movie EP single and hopefully uh new full length uh toward the end of 2014 like say a year from today
0: all right all right well I'll, <laughs> I'll hold you to it yeah hold us to it all right well thanks again so much for stopping by uh this is coke weed and uh they'll be playing tonight at the cave in chapel hill uh do you guys have any last words for listeners at all Anything? No, we're we're really happy to be here in the Raleigh-Durham
2: area. Um, very excited to play Chapel Hill, and uh, thank you, Michael and WKNC, for hosting us today. It's been a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out, and uh, we're going to close it out here with the song "Anklet" off their new album, "Back to Soft." Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit before we close out? It's. Um it's got a cool groove.
2: It sounds kind of like ZZ Top. It's an unrequited love story um, about a, an, an obsessive love. And um, it'll give listeners a better taste of what our live show is actually about because you've been listening to a stripped-down version of Cokeweed.
0: All right, well, here it is off the new album, Back to Soft. This is Anklet. Um,